Hello and welcome to the last of our AFC Dons cast pre-season updates. It's Graham McCart here with all your latest Dons news. Coming up, we have more from our pre-season friendly yesterday as a 1,600-strong Red Army descended on London, plus the latest Dons and supporters news. So straight to the Charlton game and ahead of the match, Dons talisman Duke spoke to Red TV. Duke, we're here at Aberdeen Airport, just away to fly down to London ahead of our game with Charlton tomorrow, our final one of pre-season. How much are you looking forward to it? Uh, we know it will be a difficult game, but uh, we go there to improve a little bit more. Uh, we want to be ready for the next week and start the season well. We played Preston last week, who are the championship team. Charlton are just down the division in, in League One. How much do you enjoy playing against these different types of opponents? Uh, yes, a very difficult game for us. Uh, they are a, a team with strong physicality, so a little bit more difficult, So, uh, but I enjoy. We enjoy too much the game and I think we improve and the levels of uh, the fitness, I think we really do well. Aberdeen had a strong first-half display to beat Charlton Athletic 3-2 in a friendly on Saturday. Nathan Asimwe headed in an early own goal from a Dante Polvara cross before Graham Shinney added a close-range finish set up by Duke. Owen Majofsky atoned for hitting the post from the penalty spot when he made it 3-0 before half-time finishing off after good work from Shaden Morris. The first-half lead could have been greater, but Majofsky missed a one-on-one chance and a sharp header from Polvara was kept out by Ashley Maynard-Brewer. With Rhys Williams and Angus MacDonald still missing through injury, Jack Milne started in defence and Israeli fullback Or Dadia made his debut from the bench in the second half. Corey Blackett-Taylor pulled one back for Charlton and the deficit was reduced to one when Daniel Canu struck on 89 minutes. Also taking in the game was Scottish singer Lewis Capaldi. Barry, our final pre-season game, victory over Charlton. What are your thoughts on that? I think first half we blew them away. Um, and I know you can stand here and say things, but I thought it could have been five or six. Um, against a club with the budget they've got, with the players they had in the pitch, I think um, it was an unbelievably good first half. I think second half gets a bit harder. We've made a lot of changes. Um, I think we had to take a few players off to protect them because the amount of run in the first half and the heat that we had here, we had to be careful. We wanted to get some more with 90 minutes in them, but I think with the way, the way, the way we performed and the way we played, we got everything we needed out of them. The pace of movement going forward, especially in the first half, was outstanding. Is that something that you're looking for more going into the season? Yeah, I think so. I think um, it could never be a good attacking team to a good defensive team I've said that all along and the structure the way we press the way we're organised that gives us the platform to go and play at that speed that we want to play at so not always easy um, especially when you need to go and play against teams like Livingston and they'll slow the game down it'll be walk out, they'll walk over to take throw-ins they'll make it long they'll make it slow so it becomes a total different game but we'll capture moments of that and hopefully that's a moment that can, and can help us win games the whole team this week looked very sharp, especially up front, uh, Boyan and Duke. How impressed were you of their partnership up top today? I thought they did well, and I think um, a bit of food for thought with Esther Sockler coming in and absolutely flying. Um, so it's a real headache for me at the minute. Uh, it's who, who plays and who doesn't. So um, Esther, um, Boyan played 60 today, Duke played. Obviously Esther came on for 30, but Esther played last week. So it's a real uh, problem I've got um, at the minute. So I've got three of them absolutely flying. We spoke to Dante this week on Red TV. He's obviously not had it as well as he'd have liked it his time at Pataudry, but he started today, had a hand in the first goal. What's your message to him for the season ahead? Well, I think under the two coaches, managers that were here before, um, 
for whatever reason, I think Danny was alone or whatever, but what myself and my staff saw was um, we saw a football player in there, we saw a good kid, he's got good size, he's athletic, he can pass the ball with both feet, he wants to run, he wants to press, he can affect the game, so what we've done is we've tried to coach him, we've tried to help him and we've tried to, to see if we can get him to, to be part of the squad that can help the team and you can see that today and he's come on leaps and bounds and he should be proud of himself today he, he, he did fantastically well and he's given us a headache for, for coming in to play in the side Jack Milne's a player that you know well he's got all the attributes to be a to be a very good centre back what are your thoughts on his performance today and how's his injury? His injury's alright he'll be fine Jack I think um, we talk about attributes yeah attributes are there but you need experience and that's his That'll be a great, another great game for him. Um, last week, Preston, great game for him, for experience, for uh, Jack. Um, as centre-backs, you need that 100, 200 games in you. Jack hasn't got that yet. But um, what you do see is he's learning, he's learning fast. Um, I thought he performed really well today. and um, No, we're pretty pleased with him as well. And how are Reese and Angus's injuries looking? Well, Reese won't make next weekend. Um, Angus, maybe. Um, we're still waiting. He's he's back on the training pitch. He's running. He's moving. So we'll see how he is, and um, he's an important player for us as as are they all. So we'll see where we are. We've, we've still got another, still got another week to the next game. So we'll see where we are. Fitness wise, with the rest of the team, that was our, obviously our final pre-season game. Are the boys where you want them to be at this stage? Yes, um, I think so. I think you see that. I think um, that's as good a forty-five minutes you're going to see for from any team uh, how we performed there. So. Really pleased with that, but yes, it's only pre-season. We don't get carried away with that. Um, never have done. But, but for me, everything we want to be, we've never worked at. We, we, we showed it in the first hour there today, and and um, Charlton just couldn't live with it. And finally, Barry, just a word on the fans. We've had about just three thousand fans over the two pre-season games. Their backing's been phenomenal, and looking more ahead to the next week as well. They're looking like they're going to sell out the way section as well down at Livingston. Well, we're only as good when they're here. I mean. I've said it all along, we, we can't be successful without them. Um, the, the, the back the second half of last season, the way they carried the team, every away game, home games, they never got on their backs if things weren't going well, they always supported them and that's what they've been to us and we just have to hope, well, we know that they'll keep doing that so we have to, as long as, long as we perform and we work for them, they'll come with us. Thanks, Barry. All right, thank you. You know, we were supposed to change things, weren't we? I wanted to make a difference. I need to have a say in the future of this place. I want to build something that matters. I want to win. It isn't real. It's all smoke and mirrors. You need a miracle. I am offering you a lifeline. Five, four, three. Honestly, let all the secrets come out. They did not protect me. They didn't protect you, but I did. It's time to smash and shatter. Let's burn it all down. We hope it was all worth it. Everybody fighting for it. Everybody wants the power. Let all the secrets come out. The Morning Show Season 3 returns September the 13th on Apple TV+. As our under-18s prepared for their league opener on Friday against Queen's Park, fullback Brendan Hamilton spoke to Red TV about the season ahead. Brendan, from the, the games I saw, I mean, the one thing that stands out about you is, is your, you know, the, the, your quality of crossing. 
you know, they just, you're putting balls in the box, but you're putting, you know, real quality, whether it's from deep or whether it's getting to the byline. I mean, is that something you, you worked on a lot as a youngster? Yeah, well, when I was actually young, I played further forward. Basically, played as like a winger. So I think that's why going forward, my game's stronger. But now crossing was something that I've always had, always had, you know what I mean? I've always been decent at it. And then just over time, just worked and worked on it. And it's probably my biggest strength, as you say. No, absolutely. I mean, the, the way you whip the ball in, I mean, you must, yeah. that, you must do some practice. No, that, some, fact, some practice, aye. Some technique behind it, but, yeah, practice. The sun was beating down on Pollock Park to mark the start of the new Club Academy Scotland 18 league campaign as the Young Dons travelled down to Glasgow to play Queen's Park on Friday afternoon. Two first-half goals from Fletcher Boyd and Jamie Mercer put the dominant Dons in command. There was drama right on the stroke of half-time after Aberdeen goalkeeper Rodrigo Vittles took down a Queen's Park player inside the area and got a yellow card. The penalty was taken by Liam McVeigh but was brilliantly saved by Vittles to his bottom right. Vittles was very quickly back on his feet and then remarkably saved the rebound attempt to keep Aberdeen's two-goal cushion. The second half got off to the worst possible start for Aberdeen as in the 46th minute, keeper Vittles was sent off after a second yellow card for being adjudged to have thrown the ball away. This meant substitute keeper Ruben Smiley came on. Queen's Park scored in the 90th minute to make it 2-1 to the Dons. Next up, a development squad will travel up to Brora. On Wednesday night, the march at Dudgeon Park kicks off at 7.30pm. Meanwhile, Clint Lancaster took charge of his first game as Aberdeen women manager as they got their pre-season fixtures underway with a 3-2 victory over Spartans in Edinburgh last Sunday. All the Dons' goals came in the first half. A first-minute Ailey Shore goal and a double from Bailey Hutchison had the Dons 3-0 ahead at the interval. And despite the host coming back into the game in the second period, the Reds ran out 3-2 winners. Catch live audio and video of our next match only on Red TV. Subscribe now for full match day coverage, replays, highlights and all the goals, exclusive interviews and behind the scenes content. Sign up now at redtv.afc.co.uk. The best of the action only on Red TV. All the latest transfer news. The AFC Donscast Transfer Centre. Jaden Richardson has joined Stockport County on a season-long loan. The right-back who arrived at Aberdeen last summer from Nottingham Forest following a productive loan at City Neighbours at Notts County started 16 league games for the Dons last season, making 24 appearances in total. Following the signings of both Nicky Devlin and Ordadia, Jaden will now spend the year at Edgeley Park looking to cement regular first-team football. AFC women have made their first signing of the summer with the addition of Hannah Inch. Although originally from the northeast, the striker has lived most of her life in Perth, Australia. Hannah joined John DeLoop City Football Club in Perth, Western Australia in 2015. In 2021, she joined Northern Redback Women's Soccer Club in Western Australia, playing in the under-21 squad. And in 2022-23, Hannah played for the Perth Red Star FC in the under-21 squad and played a good number of minutes in the women's first team. The forward played as a trialist during Sunday's victory over Spartans. Laura Holden has today joined AFC Women on a two-year deal. The 22-year-old midfielder moves to the northeast from FA Women's National League Southside, Cheltenham Town Ladies. Laura, who started her football career with Bristol City Academy, joined Cheltenham Ladies in November 2022 and has made 14 appearances, scoring three goals. 
And the FC women have made a major signing with goalkeeper Faye Kirby joining the club on loan from Liverpool FC Women. A graduate of Everton FC Women's Academy, the 19-year-old Liverpudlian rose through the ranks with the Blues before making the switch across the city to the Reds. The England Under-23 international joined Liverpool FC Women in 2022, making her debut in the Continental League Cup with her form earning her the Young Player of the Year award last season. Brendan Rodgers has confirmed he's held talks with Barry Robson over the potential return of Liam Scales to Pataudry this summer. But the Celtic boss admits he's huge admirer of the 24-year-old central defender who has been handed plenty of minutes in pre-season games. At the moment, Scales' future is up in the air as Rodgers addressed his situation after Celtic's draw in Ireland against Wolves on Saturday. And Aberdeen have sealed an agreement for defender Slobodan Rubicic. Uh, the 23-year-old currently plies his trade for FK Novi Pazar in Serbia, the country that he originates from. He has spent almost the entirety of his career there, the exception of a brief spell in Bulgaria with Arda. And he has now racked up 44 league appearances in the Superliga despite his age. Personal terms have now been struck with the central defender and is subject to the player completing a medical and a work permit being issued. been 121 days since the aliens invaded our world. We have suffered. We have sacrificed lives, loved ones. Connection. It's the only chance we'll have to learn what they want. And how to stop them. My fellow global citizens, look up. This is our enemy. Together we will win this war. The aliens somehow connected us. This is our last chance for survival. It does sound mental. The whole world's mental, right? The world out there is falling apart. I would do anything to hold this family together. They adapted, we'll adapt. What if you could save everybody? If you want to win the war, fight back. are here. Are you sure you want to do this? adapted Humanity World 2 Invasion Season 2 premieres August 23rd on Apple TV+. Earning some plaudits in his pre-season appearances, Dante Polvara sat down with Red TV about his time so far with the Dons. Yeah, yeah, I think, like, I've always been a very optimistic person about everything, and so maybe sometimes the letdown is I don't look at the negatives as deeply as maybe I should look into them. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it makes a huge difference, and, uh, you know, hopefully some of those things you're saying will actually 
show themselves in the next few weeks and months and yeah I'm, I'm just I feel a lot more settled and comfortable and I think it's really important just for your mental being as a you know as a footballer just as a normal person living abroad like it's something that takes a while to adjust to but once you get there you can really start to appreciate the culture and the differences and yeah yeah, I think, um, you know, so Big Joe left us, what, two or three weeks ago, and the thing that stuck with me is when he was saying goodbye to everyone in his last sort of speech, he was talking about all the amazing memories and the great games and whatever, but the thing you'll miss the most about football is the dressing room, and, uh, yeah, we're, we're so lucky as athletes and footballers to have that experience that I think, you know, maybe other people don't get to experience for as much as we do, and... Um, you know, especially, you know, we have quite a few internationals now um, and being away from home, the dressing room becomes your family in a way and you become really close with everyone and we have a great dressing room. I think that was our strongest part of last season that made the transition between both managers uh, easier for the managers and for, you know, the players and it's just a great group of boys and of course, you know, some boys move on but the boys that have come in our class and yeah, this is my favorite part is, you know, you. You see Vinny who can't open his eyes at 8.30 in the morning and, and Kel who's trying to talk to him all day. And it's, you know, it's just great, great personalities. And yeah, it's great. Jack McKenzie was put through his paces in quickfire Q&As. He needs to look at his contact list, though. Are you ready? Yep. Favourite post-match meal? Oh, pizza. Biggest poser in the dressing room? Conor Barra. Player least likely to room with? A Graham Shinney. <laughs> Best moment in football? Uh, running past Nicky Devlin and scoring at Livy. Best taste of music in the dressing room? Myself. The worst? Ooh, Vinny. 3pm kickoff or nighttime kickoff? 3pm kickoff. Who's the most famous person on your contact list? The chairman. <laughs> See? Ahead of the new season kicking off, the club has teamed up with local business Fraser's of Ellen to revamp the legends lined up at Audrey. As the official furniture and flooring partner to the Dons, Fraser's have worked in collaboration with the club to bring the legends lounge back to life by updating the floor coverings and providing furniture to create a modern surrounding. Inspired by the greatest ever Dons team as voted for by supporters in 2015, the lounge celebrates the club's rich history whilst offering a contemporary setting with a quality food offering to match for supporters to enjoy a brand new match day experience at Pataudry. And the club have been busy making improvements in the rest of the stadium. Following continued dialogue with Aberdeen City Council, they have made approximately 200 more season tickets available in the Merkland stand. They'll also sell the waiting list of fans who have registered an interest in the a Red Shed season ticket, with any remaining then available on a first-come, first-served basis. This will take the usable capacity of the Red Shed to 2,095. In addition, subject to final approval from the local authority, they intend to make some structural changes to the south stand. These modifications will allow Aberdeen to have a more bespoke offering when it comes to settling the number of away tickets it offers to fellow SPFL clubs to anything between the current 1,770 down to 300, with the stated desire of pushing towards approximately 1,000 more Dons fans in the south stand in Section R specifically for matches where it is appropriate. This would also allow our own walk-up supporters, around 2,000 per game, access to better seats and undercover from the open to the elements Section Y. 
This work will commence immediately following approval and will eventually result in the removal of the fence between the traditional home and away sections, the installation of additional new toilets and catering facilities at the rear of the visitor section and the rerouting of some entry and exit ways for home and away fans. It's anticipated this work will be complete by mid-September. And you'll also see the new electronic boards on the south stand when you come to Pataudry for the Celtic game on the 13th of August. The last group matches took place in the League Cup this weekend. In Group A, Air United thrashed Allo Athletic 6-0 at Somerset Park to seal top spot. And Sterling Albion are through as one of the best runners-up after a stunning 4-0 victory over St Johnston at McDermott Park. In Group B, Partick Thistle progressed thanks to a 2-1 home win over Spartans. But runners-up Falkirk don't make the last 16 despite beating Peterhead 4-1. In Group C, Livingston defeated Clyde 1-0 at the Tony Macaroni to top the section, but Hamilton Aki's are out after a 2-all draw with Cove Rangers. Cove picked up the bonus point in the shootout at New Douglas Park. In Group D, Ross County won the group despite being held to a 3-all draw by Kelty Hearts and Dingwall. With the visitors winning the shootout, Greenock Morton are through as one of the best runners-up after beating Edinburgh City 4-1 at Capelo. In Group E, Airdrieonians qualified for the last 16 with a 100% record after winning 1-0 at Bonnie Rig Rose. Dundee won 1-0 against Inverness on Sunday but needed two goals to progress into the next round. In Group F, Kilmarnock secured first place with a 2-1 victory at Albion Rovers, while Wraith Rovers won 3-2 at Annan Athletic. Rovers progress into the draw. In Group G, Motherwell saw off East 5 3-0 at Fir Park to win the group. Queen of the South finished second after a 2-1 win over Queen's Park at Lesser Hamden, but it wasn't enough to progress. In Group H, St Mirren saw off Forfar Athletic 4-0 in Paisley to win the group on goal difference from the Loons, who miss out despite earning nine points, or both beat Montrose 3-0 at Gayfield. So with those games over, the last 16 draw for the League Cup also took place today. Aberdeen will face Stirling Albion away. The other fixtures are Hibs versus Wraith Rovers, Erdionians versus Ross County, St Mirren are at home to Motherwell, Rangers versus Greenock Morton, Celtic are away to Kilmarnock, it's Hearts versus Partick Thistle and Livingston versus Air United. And these fixtures will take place on August the 19th or 20th. Do you still think I'm a traitor, yes or no? We all think everyone's traitors, mate. Nothing happens in this castle without a twist. 22 players, all chasing a prize of up to £120,000. Dog eat dog and I'm starving. But hidden amongst them, three traitors who want to steal it all. No! These traitors can murder you just have a drop of a hat. Can the others find them before it's too late? I don't know where to point the finger. I need to be careful with what I say. Get them before they get you. Expect trickery. You two have been lying all the way through. This is just so messed up. Betrayal. I do think Ivan is a traitor. <gasps> it's war. And backstabbing. You're a liar and you're a liar. Oh, my God! I'm not a traitor, I swear on everything. Let the mind games begin. Traitor Season 2 is on its way later this year. Catch up with Season 1 on BBC iPlayer. The 2023-24 season gets into full swing next Saturday as we face Livingston away for the 3pm kickoff at Almondvale. Within 48 hours, over 3,000 tickets were sold for the match. Tickets are still available to purchase online and at the ticket office or over the phone on 01224 1903. When I last looked earlier today, there were 223 tickets left of the 4,250 allocation. 
You'll be able to watch the match live on Red TV International from 2.45pm, audio only in the UK and Ireland. Elsewhere in the opening weekend of the Premiership, the early kickoff is between Celtic and Ross County at 12.30pm. Then at 3 it's Dundee versus Motherwell and St Johnston versus Hearts. And at 5.15pm it's Kilmarnock and Rangers. On Sunday it's Hibs versus St Mirren at 3pm. Tickets are now on sale for their first home match of the season against Celtic on the 13th of August. Kickoff is at midday. You can purchase your tickets online or via the ticket office by calling 01224 63 1903 and selecting option 1. The draw for the Europa League playoffs takes place on Monday the 7th of August. A two-legged tie will then take place over two weeks on Thursday, August the 24th and Thursday, August the 31st. And when we'll see us into the group stages of the Europa League. If we lose in these games, we'll drop into the group stages of the UEFA Europa Conference League, guaranteeing European football until at least Christmas. And we've been making some improvements too. We've got some brand new studio kit to bring you the AFC Donscast from next week as we look forward to the new football season. With lots of games coming up, we'll be flexible with the broadcast dates for the new season so you'll find new episodes of the AFC Donscast uploaded every week between Sunday and Tuesday. As we've been fitting out the new studio equipment, the website is taking slightly longer to make live so that should be available sometime in September. But you'll still be able to find all episodes on your favourite podcast platform. Enjoy the Livingston match and join me back here for a brand new season next Sunday.